and we have sailed on in celebrity, but many, many years ago. And we, we felt at the time, and I think it's changed that the, the demographic skewed much, much older than us, Mm -hmm. but we also were on longer sailing. We've also aged Samantha. So, you know, (laughs) the demographic has come closer to where we are. everybody to this week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And Sam, we're going to start things off a little differently this evening. I think we should uh, read our show reviews on the air up front as a thank you to the people who are leaving them. What do you think? I love it. I love it. You know, I love to hear a show review, particularly a good one. So I hope it's a good one. (laughs) For everyone out there, I only read the good ones. All right. So uh, the good ones are the ones that make it on the air for us. But we thought as a way to thank people who are leaving the reviews going forward, we're going to read them at the top of the show. So for if you've left us a prior review, if for whatever reason we ever run out of reviews, I will go back to the beginning and read those on the air up front too, so that you don't get lost in the shuffle of our outro in the show that you're more prominent. But our review this week is a five-star review that comes from Carranza Estrada, who writes, Magic adventure awaits you. Sam and Brian are always thoughtful in each of the shows they put together. Each podcast is full of information and planning tips. Whether it's a guest, friends they meet on their travels, or their own journeys, you will not want to miss an episode. All of the listeners will enjoy each episode, regardless of Disney taste or level of comfort. Listen to the end of each show, just like each Marvel movie, and find out what each of the guests on the show like on the now famous and entertaining Rapid Fire. Join Sam and Brian as they take you on the high seas here there and everywhere your next adventure awaits you it's an immersive experience for everyone and we all get to tag along for the magic making adventure well thank you rachel we really really appreciate it sam i think that qualifies as a good review what do you think yes but that you wasn't from rachel that was from estrada carranza you just oh. thanked rachel who was our guest today <laughs> oh there you go uh, cats out of the bag uh, <laughs> we have an amazing guest today and her name is rachel welcome rachel <laughs> thank you Uh, (laughs) Carranza, we do appreciate the reviews. Sorry about that mix up. But we do want to get over to our guest, Rachel. We follow Rachel on Instagram. She's Rachel Goes to Disney. And I love following her content on Instagram. So we reached out to ask if she would be on the show. Rachel, we always start our shows with folks' background with Disney Cruise Line and Disney generally. And so do you want to share with listeners like where your love of the of Disney came from, the how many cruises you've been on. I know you go to the parks very often, so I don't think we can catalog all of that. But what about your experience with Disney Cruise Line? I guess, well, it's actually not that long. I think we started, we went on our first cruise in 2017. I think we moved here in 2016 from Ohio. We're originally from Ohio. And then short, we've never cruised before that. We've pretty much always just gone to like Disney World at least like three times a year. We actually had a Disney fairy tale wedding in 2015. Aww. So it's, yeah, it's always been on my bucket list to move to Florida. And then my company moved me here in 2016. And then I think like the January after I went on our first cruise and we were pretty hesitant because we just didn't know if we would like it. My husband a little bit more hesitant, but spoiler alert, we ended up loving Disney Cruise Line. And I think it's, I think it's, 18 cruises maybe that I've been on now since 2017. So it's a pretty... Yeah, that's a steady pace. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. 
Well, your Disney cruising experience is a year longer than ours because we started cruising in 2018. And oh, wow. we'll be going on our 23rd cruise here next oh weekend as we're recording this. So inching closer to Pearl. <laughs> a similar trajectory. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we are as crazy as you are, Rachel. That's all that tells you. <laughs> Love it. Rachel, I know you're an avid park goer. And so I thought one thing that we could talk about is how you think about going to the parks versus going on the cruise line. Uh, We've had a few guests of late who've taken Disney cruises and have remarked kind of offhand that they're finding a little bit more value these days in the cruise line than they do the parks. And so I thought since you go to the parks so often, we could chat about that a little bit. And so... I get the sense you go to the parks like every every week at least, but am I am I right there? Yeah, so we live about seven minutes from our door to Hollywood Studios entrance. So we probably go to Disney, like maybe not the theme parks. Like last night we went to Sebastian's at Caribbean Beach. We probably go to Disney at least like three times a week. So it's, I will say it's pretty nice living seven minutes away from Disney. <laughs> and before you moved down to Florida, did you make trips down to the Disney parks or was this yeah. new for you? Yeah. So we, before I moved here, we probably came down maybe like three times a year or so. Like I said, again, we had our Disney fairy tale wedding in 2015. So around like the wedding, there was probably a few more trips going on there. So yeah, I think we were probably averaging about like three trips per year. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. And what kind what kind of annual pass? Because I obviously you have an annual pass, but what kind yeah. of level of annual pass do you do you all have? So we well we did have like the no blockout date. Right. And then with the changes that came out, we downgraded to the next tier. So I am blocked out Thanksgiving and like around Christmas. So it's a little bit of a bummer because we would all like it was a tradition for us to go on New Year's Eve to Epcot. Now we can't really do that unless I pay for like a ticket. So which like Thanksgiving, we always go somewhere else. Like we're going to Alani this year. But yeah, those those are the only blockouts I think I could handle. Do you own DVC, Rachel? Is that yes. what's taking you out to Alani? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we bought DVC last year at Alani Resort. And we went for the first time like a couple of years ago and we just fell in love with it. And we're like, this needs to be an annual thing. Yeah, I never really thought DVC was for me living so close to Disney World. But then once we went to Hawaii, that changed things. Yeah, well, you're in good company. We went to Alani once, like right as, you know, travel restrictions were easing and Hawaii had all those like added restrictions on travel. Loved it so much. We booked a vacation there, I think like four months later on a on a whim. And now now we too own it, Alani. So we go huh? once a year. So yeah. Wow, we're very similar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty, it's a magical place. <laughs> so I know you sail Disney Cruise Line concierge at least sometimes. Is that normal for you? Or, or you know, you probably started off sailing not concierge and then yeah. made the jump. But are you yeah. one of those people who made the jump and can't go back? Or do you kind of vary your... No, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to book concierge every cruise. But we are doing concierge in two weeks, actually, on The Wish. And then I have another one booked for October that's not concierge. So I 
don't think we would be able to do concierge every time, but maybe like once a year, maybe I'd yeah. hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the wish concierge is very nice, especially that yeah. sun deck that they have off, off the front. So, so I'm curious who goes, who's in your sailing party? Like what's your, you know, yeah. Who's in your sailing party? We are kind of a little abnormal. It's just myself and my husband, mid thirties, closer to forties. We don't have any kids. We don't know if kids are for us. So we don't really, we can't really provide like a kid's perspective on Disney Cruise Line because we don't have any. But if you're looking for like a couple perspective that likes the finer things in life, unfortunately, then that's what I could provide some perspective on. Yes. Very, very similar to us. Although we have a kid, we do have a nine year old, but but we cruise, we don't, you know, we cruise often without him. We have cruised often without him. So yeah, yeah, we, we also enjoy those couples getaways on Disney Cruise Line for sure. Yeah. 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 I'd love Rachel on the topic of the finer things. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, Disney Cruise Line fine dining versus Disney Parks fine dining cuz i feel like there you know there are some nicer restaurants mm-hmm. at the Disney resorts i'm sure you've been to a lot of them obviously if you're at Disney property 3 times a week and you mentioned you went to Sebastian's for dinner at Caribbean Beach just yesterday right mm-hmm. i'm imagining you've been to you know California Grill whatever all of sort of the the signature or Topolino's you know signature mm-hmm. dining experiences at Disney property and i'm curious what you think as far as the comparison between those types of dining versus, let's say, your Apollo, Remy, and Enchante on Disney Cruise Line? So I'm not sure if I can provide the best perspective because my husband is a little picky. Oh, no! (laughs) He's more of a meat and potatoes guy. So Apollo, he loves Apollo, and we pretty much do Apollo all the time. But we have not done done Enchante or Remy. I would personally love to do it, but mm-hmm. he has not. But and I've never done Victorian Alberts either. So because of him, so I should just <laughs> go on my own. <laughs> you need to come with us. That's what you, you yeah. need to come on a cruise with us. You know, and we, I will tell you, we have other friends that we've sailed with where one of the couple is not an adventurous eater and is mm-hmm. also a meat and potatoes, happens to be the wife of the couple that I'm thinking of. She is the meat and potatoes person. Shout mm-hmm. out to you, Tracy. You know that I'm talking about you right now. But her husband, Michael, is super adventurous eater. And Mm -hmm. so when we have gone with them on the wish now two different times, one time Michael came with us to brunch and it was just the three of us. And we had a lovely time at, at Enchante. And then more recently we went to dinner and it was basically us and other couple and Michael, because his wife, Tracy is not going to do the whole Enchante. This year we've had the opportunity that we introduced Willie and Rebecca to Enchante. And yep. I think we're going to introduce another couple that we sail with to Enchante here upcoming. So yeah. Yeah. Any, if you're ever on board with us, you're welcome to sit at our table. <laughs> I would love to find someone to go with, but I've also thought about going by myself too, but then I would have felt, feel a little guilty. Yeah. <laughs> totally understand. How do you think Palo compares? I mean, you probably have done some of the, you know, obviously not Victorian Alberts, but signature dining at Disney World. Do you think that Palo is a good comparator for signature dining at Disney World? Or do you think one or the other is sort of better? No, I think it's, yeah, I think it's like a perfect comparison for signature dining at Disney World. I mean, obviously it's, I guess it's a little bit more like Italian style 
I mean, the wish is more steakhouse. So I think it's definitely comparable to a Disney World signature restaurant. I mean, it depends on where you go. It could be like a little bit like flying fish is more like seafood. So I think it's comparable. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, signature dining at Disney World, in my mind, has such a range of mm-hmm. kind of yeah. options and restaurants. So if I think about Palo versus, say, Trattoria Al Forno or something like that, like, you know, yeah. Trattoria Al Forno is good. I think Palo's a notch above in my yeah. book. Sorry, Willie. I yeah. know that Trattoria is at, like the top of your list. But I think, to your point, just there's a huge wide range of signature yeah. dining. Some of it borders on fine dining and some of it borders on something a little less than fine dining. So, yeah. I do think that the service is better on Palo than yes. service at a Disney World signature restaurant. Yeah. So. You can't beat the cost of Palo once you've invested the money in a cruise. So it's sort of a, <laughs> it's sort of a no-brainer for us from the standpoint that Palo is so accessible in terms of its its food mm-hmm. and the experience you get is so top-notch. It's I think yeah. a, a must a must try for just about any Disney cruiser. Yeah. I think they're the right comparison, but I have to agree with Rachel and and but I have to add to that. It's not just the service. I think the food at Palo is generally a cut above. And not just when I'm thinking about Trattoria, but even, you know, which is an Italian restaurant that obviously is a a good comparison just because of the style of food. But I think of even Topolino and Topolino is Italian, although it's a more modern twist on Italian. But I would say I think Paolo is a cut above as far as, you know, food quality and preparation as well as the service. And I'd even say it's, you know, a cut above, you know, California Grill and some of the other, you know, signature dining. No question that if you, you know, when I talk about signature dining, I'm not talking about character dining, even though I know that is generally part of the (laughs) umbrella of signature dining. Character dining is always lower quality food, with the exception of some of the breakfasts. I'd put Topolino's head to head with with Palo. I'd put California Grill head to head with Palo. I mean I I mean I think if anything there's the added atmosphere that comes from dining at sea with the beautiful views. I do think that the service is unparalleled and sometimes at signature dining at Disney World, you know, it's, it's hit or miss, you know, how good the service right. can and be. And atmosphere too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but I put them head to head with some of the restaurants at Disney World and think that Palo could come out at least the equal of some of those places. Rachel, I'm also curious. I mean, I know you live seven minutes away. So planning for you is, is you know, getting a park reservation and, you know, yeah. heading heading over but I'm sure you have some experience kind of planning a, a Disney World vacation from, you know, your prior times in Ohio and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm sure you hear from people who come to visit about about visiting the parks. How do you think that Disney World compares to Disney Cruise Line in terms of the planning aspect? Our sense is Disney Cruise Line is kind of a far simpler process these days and the mm-hmm. Disney World's getting pretty complex. But wh- how do you feel about it? That's kind of a loaded question because <laughs> I could probably talk about that forever. But I mean, some people maybe some people might want to be on the go all the time, like walking around, not really relaxing. Like they don't want to, they don't want to invest their time into re- relaxing. Whereas that's pretty much all I want to do now. I just want to like enjoy the ambiance and just relax. And I mean, my job is pretty stressful. Like life is pretty stressful. So I feel like Disney World is more maybe immersive than a cruise. But for us, like my husband and I love beach vacations. So 
cruising is just perfect for combining our love of the beach with our love of Disney. And I think if you're like looking for maybe like a different way to Disney, I think that's perfect for someone that's looking to branch out a little bit from Disney World. And if you had a, you know, if you had someone come to you and say, look, I'm I'm weighing a Disney World vacation versus a cruise, I guess maybe what factors would you look at? I mean, it sounds like one thing is, well, how relaxing of a vacation do you want to have? Yeah. Like wh- yeah. where where would you head in terms of that discussion of take a cruise over a park strip or take a park strip over a cruise? I mean, I guess I do. I actually have a little bit different perspective because I do a little bit of travel planning too. So I've had a few of my clients that have started to transition into thinking about cruises. And I think it kind of depends on like where they are in their Disney journey. Like if they've been to Disney World like once a year for the past like four years, maybe it's time to start thinking of cruising if they don't maybe like where Disney World is headed with Genie Plus and having to get lightning lanes for rides, then I think it's probably time to start looking at Disney Cruise Line, like the ages of their kids too. I know a lot of parents like the child sitting aspect of Disney Cruise Line because they can have a little bit of adult time. So I think there's a lot of factors in that. But I think if you if you're if you want a little bit of relaxing with your vacation and maybe don't want to be on the go all the time and you've done Disney World a lot, then I think you could probably start looking at Disney Cruise Line. Do you think one vacation holds value better over another at this point? I mean, I'm just thinking about look, the resort prices are constantly rising. You mentioned the AP prices yeah. are constantly going yeah. up or they're adding they're adding restrictions that sort of devalue the existing price a little bit like every all the prices keep going up not to say on the cruise line they don't keep going yeah. up, they do too but do you have a barometer there in terms of where, which one you think is holding more value just at the moment i kind of feel like disney and i don't want i don't want anyone to hear this from <laughs> disney cruise line but it kind of seems to me like disney cruise line maybe isn't in, increasing at the same rate as disney world i mean the wish is a little different because the wish in general is pretty expensive but it just seems a little bit like it's not increasing as much. And with Disney World not having the dining plans back until next year, I think it's a lot easier to tell someone this is the price of your cruise and it's literally going to include everything versus at Disney World, you have to plan for every single meal. Character meals are super expensive. So I, I do think that a Disney Cruise Line is a little bit more of a value these days, just because it's like one price and everything's included with like exception of like excursions and alcohol. Yeah. And you're not kidding about those character meals. I mean, we went to Ohana for dinner at, at Walt Disney world and the price is kind of astronomical. I mean, it's it. We love the food at Ohana. We went for the yeah. dinner, so it wasn't even the character meal because they only do the character meal. For those listening, if you don't, if you haven't been to Ohana at the Polynesian, they do have a great character meal for breakfast, and then they have a great dinner. Like the food is delicious, but it's very like it's casual food. It's not like it's filet mignon or anything. And yeah. it's the price is crazy. And the price for a child, it, it's like the ages are three to nine. Now, our son is nine. Oh, wow. And literally, when he turns 10 in November, he becomes adult pricing on everything. 
And to be fair, he eats more than he, you know, than the kid portions now. (laughs) Like the kid portions are kind of small, but it is, it's just crazy the price. When you add up all of those different meals and then you think about what's included on the cruise line, Mm -hmm. which is all of your meals included. And of course, you might opt for an adult meal, but you don't Mm -hmm. have to. The thing that kills me is a lot of the character meals are character breakfasts. I don't think there there are some, but not a ton of character dinners. And Mm -hmm. if you think about the cost of waffle mix, eggs, (laughs) bacon, as in relation to the price you're paying per person... Like you really are just paying for those characters to show up, which I mean, mm-hmm. there's value there. If your kids really want to meet those characters, you got to pay it, but it doesn't equate to the value of the meal. You're necessarily yeah. getting it at all those locations. Yeah. And Chef Mickey, that 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 meal is not a good meal. And that is a character meal at breakfast or dinner, but that's, it's a buffet. It's not the worst character meal in the parks, I don't think. Fair, maybe we should ask maybe we should not... ask Rachel. Maybe we should ask Rachel what she thinks is the best and the worst character yeah, meal at Disney question. World. Oh gosh, I don't even know. So I just went to Crystal Palace actually. Yeah. And they have a very good breakfast. I agree. Um, I think that's one yeah. of the better ones for sure. Yeah. But their dinner, I went there and it was not good. Actually, a tip for anyone, I went to breakfast around 1045 in the morning one day and they converted over to lunch in the middle of my meal. So I got breakfast and lunch for for the breakfast price. So that's smart. But one thing to watch with that, and I don't know if it's the case at Crystal Palace, but we went to one of the other character breakfasts. I think it was actually... Is it the one at Disneyland, Brian? The it was the one at Disneyland at Jolly Jolly Holiday, isn't Not it? Not Jolly Holiday. It's Plaza Inn. Oh, Plaza. Oh, the Plaza Inn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we went, and we we were not able to get an early breakfast time, so we did like a later one. So it was like mm-hmm. eleven something or whatnot, and we only got half the characters because mm-hmm. it like the character breakfast like ended basically while uh-huh. we were there, and they did the changeover to lunch food, and they don't have characters, I think, for their lunch seating. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. While that might work at Crystal Palace, it apparently doesn't work at Disneyland and Plaza Inn. So, something to be aware of. They're not. They're. I guess they're not too similar after all. <laughs> yeah. And the characters are better at Crystal Palace because you get Winnie the Pooh and friends. Yeah. And at Plaza Inn, it's it's like Gus Gus and the other mice and a few other characters. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Topolinos is probably the best character breakfast. Yes. At Disney World, yeah, yeah, that's and it's a hard one to get into these days. It's very hard to get into, um, but yeah, we oh, we just yeah. did that. We just did that for the first time on our last trip. We finally got in, and uh, it was a really good, really good breakfast. Well, I think part of that is also because it's not a buffet, right? It's actually a yeah. sit down meal. Yeah, so the food's just better. I know. We actually, I was so my mom. I'm taking my mom on a cruise in October, and they live in Ohio, and they're coming for a day. And I just tried to get Topolinos for our brunch before we head to the cruise port, and I couldn't get it. So I, I went with Kate May. <laughs> yeah, well, keep watching, Rachel, because one thing we did notice now that Disney World and Disneyland have changed their policy to have the two-hour cancellation. A lot of the time people are canceling the day before or day of. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it won't be day of probably because it's you know an early morning thing. But the day before, a lot of those reservations are becoming available. We're finding more and more you can get last minute stuff that you used to not be able to get. 
But you have to be on top of it, of course. Yeah, we, we do that a lot too much. <laughs> so what's the cruise that you're taking your mom on and has she cruised before? So I'm taking her on the Wish. It's a three-night cruise again. Oh, nice. I do a lot of the three-night cruises because I work here in Florida. So, and yeah, we're about, we're like an hour away from the port. So it's really nice because I only have to take, take off a half a day of work. Yeah. And I get to come back on Monday before work starts. So I don't have to take much time off. So that's kind of why we do these little three, three nighters. So like the four, if I took a four night cruise on the wish, I basically have to take off an entire, entire week. And I'm like, well, I may as well just do a seven night cruise on the fantasy then. Right. So, yeah, so we do a lot of these little weekend cruises and we'll be on it during her actual birthday. So I think that will be fun. Awesome. And now your last cruise you did was on the Dream in the Med, right? So that was a longer, was that a seven night itinerary or was it one of the longer? Yeah, it was a seven night itinerary. Awesome. And was that your first time sailing concierge or was that? No, it was our second time. So in full transparency, we we booked a one bedroom suite with and concierge, and that's we had a canceled wish cruise oh. with the fifty percent off credit. So we actually, for some reason, we had a twenty percent off. I think we got it like COVID restart when they canceled Nassau, and they're like, "Oh, here's twenty percent off for." for skipping NASA, I'm like, great, you could have not, I I would have paid to not go to NASA. But (laughs) but, so we got 20% off from that. And we could stack the two on that. Yes. 20% off and 50% off. And please, folks, don't get my math wrong. That doesn't mean it was 70% off because stacking is not the same as adding. They apply the 50% and then they take the 20% off of what the total is next. But that's still a huge, I mean... That, that's still another 10%, essentially. So you're in the yeah. end, you're getting about 60% off. That's huge for concierge. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we went all out and it was definitely, it was worth it, I would say. I don't think I would ever have paid like the, the rack rate for that because the Mediterranean is just such like a cruise where you're on the go. We only had one sea day. So it was just... It was a little, just not enough time to enjoy all the amenities. I just want to hit back on this point about the discount because this came up a few months ago now when they did the Miss Castaway Key Stop and offered people kind of percentage off. And a lot of folks were complaining because it was... And I looked at that and said, that's a variable credit. That's that's real money depending on which cruise you decide to, to use it on. If you're going to sail with Disney in the future, it's not like a $100 onboard credit. It could be thousands of dollars you save on a cruise. So yeah. And you can stack it with your placeholder too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Although not yeah. for concierge. No. Because concierge yeah. doesn't do placeholder yeah. discount. Yeah. 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 Rachel, have you been on all the Disney Cruise Line ships at this point, or are there any that you're missing? I actually have never been on the Fantasy. We we, we want to do it, but again, like I said, it just it's kind of hard to take a full week off yep. of work. So it's on our list. I don't know when we're going to get to do it, but we've been on the Dream many times, which is the sister ship, obviously. So we know what it looks like, but we we want to do it shortly. 
sometime, maybe next year. <laughs> Do you have a favorite of the class of ships that you've been on? The, the Wish class, uh, Dream class, and the Magic class? I do get that question a lot, but I personally don't... I don't have a favorite ship, but I think it's just all about the itinerary. So for me, like my favorite cruise memory was our Alaskan cruise. That was just like the best cruise ever. So, But I don't necessarily think it's because of the ship. It was just the itinerary. So like the dream, the dream was always my least favorite because it only did the three and four nights. Yeah. But now that it's in the Mediterranean, I'm like, oh, maybe that is my favorite. So I don't really have a favorite. What did you think of the wish? A lot of people were really kind of, you know, eh, I don't like the wish. It doesn't look like the other ships. It's not laid out the same, you know, lots of shortcomings yeah. that were identified initially. But like, it's a ship we we actually really like. But what did you think about the wish? Yeah, that's again, a loaded question. I will say I do not like the adult area. The pool is really tiny. It's hard to get into. I think that the adult area is laid out horribly, but I love the state rooms. I think the state rooms are much nicer. I love the food. I think the food is much better. Like even in the restaurants, I think it's better. Obviously the concierge lounge is much better, but I don't really like the adult areas. So I know everyone says that, but I think it is kind of true. Yeah, we had our first positive experience with the adult area on this last back-to-back that we did. And it was in part because on the embark re-embark day, we like got back on the ship. Like we we intentionally got off the ship with our friends. Everyone was in swimsuits. And as soon as we got back on, we went straight to the adult pool area and just took the whole thing over for the afternoon. And that was fantastic. That was honestly yeah. fantastic. But, but that's, that's a, like very a very rare thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's not a really like realistic experience for most people because if if you're just doing a three night cruise or a four night cruise, you know, unless you come prepared and you board early, that's not necessarily going to be. An- I can tell you that will be my strategy going forward on any cruise yes. on the Wish. I'm going to show up in yeah. my swim trunks and head right to the adult pool area and <laughs> just stake out a nice set of chairs, get a drink, and sit there. So yeah, that yeah, sounds sure. fun. We we've started utilizing, or we've sat in the adult pool, the infinity pool during the sunset before our second dining. And that, and there was like barely anyone in there. That was kind of magical. The pool in itself, the infinity pool is really, really nice. And it's beautiful. I really like it, but it's just a little small and not super practical. So my favorite spot on the wish is to sit in the the concierge sun deck. They have that like, it's not really a pool. It's like you sit and have the water kind of running to keep you cool kind of like the areas on the the adult pool that you are next to the main pool. I love to sit there on sail away. Like I think that is so fun to sit there when you're sailing on a port. That's um, nice. Yeah. yeah. I think if anyone were to try concierge, the wish is definitely the ship to try it because especially if you're an adult, like it's just speaking to the pool and like the hot tub, there's only one hot tub for the entire ship. So if you if you don't if you aren't doing concierge, I would recommend the rainforest room because that's like a really nice area, separate area, extra hot tubs and loungers. So I would probably recommend that if you don't do concierge. Yeah, yeah. that's a good tip because there are two hot tubs in concierge mm-hmm. plus the I'm gonna call it waterfall lounger thingy-majig yeah. um, that Brian is, was describing. Kind of like satellite falls just a little bit 
less uh, like they don't yeah. have the dripping water on top of you. It's just running down your back kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. really a great place and a quiet place on the wish, but that's only in the concierge in the concierge sun deck. And to your point, Rachel, the rainforest, the rainforest room has those outdoor hot tubs that are really nice. And it's, that's a, probably a cheaper way though, than sailing concierge. <laughs> it's a lot less expensive For to buy sure. that length of cruise concierge pass yeah. or length of cruise rainforest pass than to sail concierge. But I think you're right. The adult pool deck while it's beautiful and that infinity pool is fantastic, it's just the layout is bad. It's really small and it gets really, really crowded on the wish. Absolutely. Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode do you have some favorite you mentioned that you like you know some uh luxury isn't the word you used uh we like yeah the finer things in life do you have some things on the cruise that you like in that vein so we love um the old-fashioned bar I'm not even sure if I don't even know that the hours that he's out anymore. Oh, it hooks Barbary. Yes. Yes. So if you go down there, you can have the bartender make you a custom old fashioned. And we love that. So pretty much everything is like involves drinking <laughs> that we like to do. So all of the bars are really nice. We like to do all of that. I don't know. We will always do Paulo. Maybe someday I'll get my husband to do Enchante. <laughs> How about the spa? Do you guys uh, live it up in the spa at all while you're on board? Not if we're doing concierge. So this next cruise in two weeks, we will not. But like our first couple of cruises, I did because I wanted to try it. I do like the dream and the fantasy rainforest room a lot more. Um, but again, this is really nice to have like an extra space. That's interesting. What do you like more about the dream and fantasy rainforest room? Cause I think a lot of folks have seen the wishes rainforest rooms. Like, oh, this is the gold standard rainforest room. But I'm curious, what, what do you like more about the dream and the fantasy? The view from the loungers and the hot tubs. Yeah. You, Cause there's no view on the wish. Right. You get that water like, view. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's a lot bigger space, it was very relaxing being there on the wish, but nothing beats the view on the dream and the fantasy. Yeah. In some ways on the wish, you're the view for all the people walking around the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I can totally understand that for sure. Do, what's, do you have a favorite restaurant across the fleet, Rachel? Probably the animator's palette on the wonder and the magic. And then I do like 1923 also. Yeah. 
That's a great spot yeah. for sure. That's a great fun. You mentioned a lot of your experiences involved drinking. You got a favorite bar on board the ships? Not the Star Wars bar. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Star Wars bar. That, there's a lot of people who would agree with you on that. And, and yeah. frankly... Brian and I, we love the Galactic Star Cruiser. We just did that not too long ago. And so I would say we're casual Star Wars fans, but we also agree not the not Hyperspace Lounge. It is not it is not the best of the bars on any of the ships, not even on the Wish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I, I like Nightingale's bar on the Wish. I think that's very nice. My husband is a big sports fan. So he loves all of the sports bars that mm-hmm. there's one in like each ship. So he loves that. But yeah, that this next cruise will probably just spend all the time in the concierge bar. But <laughs> but yeah, probably Nightingale's. I did like I do like that bar a lot. Yeah, it, it is interesting that they've they've refitted the lounges with these like dedicated bar spaces now, as opposed to just like a bar cart where you can get a drink. Right. I mean, it really does make it a place where you can go sit and have a drink. Whereas before, you know, it's kind of just a little tiny area in the, in the lounge. Yeah. Like the dream, the dream that we were just on, it's just like a little bar cart that comes out during the night. And then that's where they make your drinks on it. And it was nice, but it was, you pretty much either had to sit in your room or just in the lounge. So, yeah. I do miss when they were pushing the cart around from room to room, but I understand why they couldn't maintain that. I could understand that for sure. I never got to experience that. So. <laughs> yeah, some of the pandemic operations were, well, it's, you know, there's things that were better, right? And things that were worse, right? And not mm-hmm. everything was up and running, of course, but you got those little touches like the bar cart that went around and you got like half the passengers on your sailings. Oh, also yeah. Nice. yeah. I think we went on like the second sailing on the dream when we had actually a double dip to cast away because it couldn't go to Nassau. Right. And that was probably like one of my favorite cruises ever. It was amazing. So yeah, I missed it. (laughs) Well, I I thought I would ask you, what are your thoughts on Castaway Key and what are you hoping to see out of Lighthouse Point, the newer destination that they're building? I really haven't given it too much thought. I love how Castaway Key is very Disney-esque, I guess. It doesn't feel too built up. It just feels still really natural and like Caribbean and Bahamian. So I'm hoping that they keep some of that. I would like on Lighthouse Point to have a sit-down restaurant, Mm. something that's not a buffet and that you're served it. Maybe even a concierge area bar because I know Disney doesn't do, they only serve included alcohol after 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice if they had like a couple of hours on the island that's included for concierge. I love these ideas. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, honestly, even if there was a sit down restaurant that was an upcharge, right? Like I would be willing to do that if it meant better food than what's at like cookies barbecue right? I know. I would, if it was like a you know and just like a steak and lobster or something you know it just, it could just it do i'd like, be happy if they just delivered food to a cabana like let's yeah. just start with that basic premise like can i just get the food brought to my cabana as opposed to having to schlep over to cookies to get the to get the buffet food right i mean I don't mind the buffet food. We go to cookies. It's great. But I do think other cruise lines offer this like order in your cabana and we'll bring you your food so that you can enjoy your your cabana for the day. Yeah. 
We've never done any other cruise line besides Disney. So I don't know what I'm missing, but <laughs> it does seem Good, like keep it that way. <laughs> it does I wouldn't say you're missing anything. No, I'm just kidding. So yeah, I'm really I'm really hoping for like a sit-down restaurant, a little bit nicer food on Lighthouse. You know, mentioning other cruise lines, I'm curious, have you at all thought about sailing another cruise line? Like as I think about you and your husband, you'd be prime candidates for like a Virgin Voyages, actually. Have you have you thought about it and you're just like, nope. Disney's the thing. We're sticking with Disney. I think if there's a cruise line that we would go to to try, it would be Celebrity. I've heard amazing things about Celebrity. And I have a lot of friends who are like avid Disney cruise line goers who have converted over to Celebrity and they love it. Hmm. My friend, my best friend is actually going on a Virgin Mediterranean cruise in September. So she'll get to tell me all about it. Very fun. Yeah, yeah. we are definitely hearing, not, and we've heard great things about celebrity, especially their concierge level. And we have sailed on in celebrity, but many, many years ago, and we we felt at the time, and I think it's changed that the the demographic skewed much much older than us mm-hmm. but we also were on longer sailing we've also aged samantha so you know <laughs> well, the demographic has come closer to where we are to be bit, fair yeah. we have aged since then but it's also we were on longer itineraries we were on a panama canal and a hawaii itinerary so those are like mm-hmm. two week itineraries so those yeah. are older to begin with but we've heard some really great things about celebrity. And then the other one that we have really heard about as far as, you know, adults only cruising, but still with a younger vibe, meaning 30s through, I'd say, 50s, more, that you know, more concentrated in that crowd than like the 60 plus crowd on Virgin Voyages. Yeah. So we are, we are looking to try that ourselves and leave Nathan home with uh, grandma. So... <laughs> Yeah, I would like to try it, but I think my husband has this connotation that it's really like a party ship, maybe. I don't know. And he's not like a big partier, so I think he's maybe a little scared, but I would like to try it. Well, maybe your friend can convince him after she goes if she really loves it. So. I know. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I do like how I'm I'm getting a little tired of Disney going to the same ports all the time. Mm-hmm. I think you pretty much have to go to like another cruise line. Like the other cruise line have a lot has a lot more variety. Yeah. Unless you mm-hmm. want to do like that Southern Caribbean, which of course means a week plus off of work. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately I think the tea leaves that we're seeing or that we'll experience some consolidation here over the next couple of years as Disney ramps up more cruises out of Galveston, which potentially takes New Orleans off the table for them and Fort Lauderdale and the commitments they've made to Nassau. So like I I am I am worried that we'll see less differentiation, not more, which is yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, we haven't been on an Eastern Western Caribbean in a while. So that's still kind of an appealing itinerary for, for us because we love that itinerary. But I have done enough back and forth to Nassau to last me a, a lifetime. Um, <laughs> I, I would give them money to not take me. Yeah. 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 Let's just sail around for another day and skip Nassau. Actually, like yeah. So- no, 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 no. Stop in Nassau. So half the ship gets off. So I get it to myself. See, it's like a, Fair. it's like a, that's it's true. like a, it's like an empty ship sea day. So yeah. <laughs> This next cruise that we're going on in two weeks, we picked it because it's Castaway and a sea day. It doesn't go to Nassau. Oh, Oh, nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. 
What's the itinerary that's gotten away from you, Rachel? What's the one that you like have been wanting to do and you just haven't been able to fit it in? So like it has to do with the fantasy. I think I would really like the Eastern Caribbean. Yes. I don't know if that's your favorite from the two. It is. Um, okay. So that is the one that we really want to fit in. I would like to try to do it on a week that I have like a day off work, mm-hmm. uh, but we're just trying to fit that in and see when we can make that happen. I'll tell you the absolute best on the fantasy is a Southern Caribbean because you get nine um, to 10 nights there, but that seven night Eastern is is wonderful. We love St. Thomas as a port stop. It's great. And you get, I think yeah. I feel like Sam, right? The fantasy, does the fantasy go cast away then back to Port Canaveral? Do they have the sea day sometimes in between? Can't remember if they're second to last castaway or not. If you can never like, we love the sailings that stop at castaway where you have a sea day after, so you're not like, oh, I got to get back on board and pack. You have to pack on castaway day. Packing on castaway day is the worst. I hate that. It's, I mean, you have to do it on many, many cruises, but it's just, I hate that. I this this three night I'm going on. It castaway day is on Saturday, and then Sunday is a sea day. So fantastic. Yeah. That's our yeah, Labor Day cruise on the Magic is Castaway is first, then we hit Nassau, and then we go back uh, to Port Canaveral. Oh, so that's that'll be, nice. Which is awesome that'll be because nice. that's a sea day yeah. for us, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, Rachel, if you want to get on the fantasy for Eastern Western, you better do it before the treasure comes out because everything we're hearing is the treasure is going to pick up all the fantasy's routes. So, so yeah. I so, see. yeah. that's yeah. That was our, our very first cruise was in Eastern Caribbean on the fantasy, and we loved it so much. We went back in six months later and did it again. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to, I, I do look like once a week for cruises, so we'll see. But yeah, that's the one that we both really want to do. Yeah, those Florida resident rates for you have become few and far between with Disney Cruise Line. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know. There's like one right now, so... I heard it's Thanksgiving of all cruises, which I would think would never be on a Florida resident. (laughs) I know. I'm like the one, the one week that we could go on the fantasy. Is it the fantasy? No, it's the dream. Yeah. The one week where I could take advantage of that, we're going to be in Hawaii, but that's okay. (laughs) I think you're coming out okay on that, on that trade there for sure. For sure. Yeah. 10 days in Hawaii versus a five night cruise. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's a win. Even even if only half of it's out at Aulani. I don't know if it are you doing the whole thing at Aulani or or just part of it. We're doing eight nights at Aulani oh. and then two nights in Waikiki. And oh, we've never nice. done even more amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, then you can even though the beach at Waikiki is not great, that's where all the great restaurants are. So you can eat it up really well there. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be sailing the Mexican Riviera on the magic this year for Thanksgiving. Oh, I will say for listeners out there, nothing beats being on a cruise at Thanksgiving. I don't remember what that movie was. I think it was actually Christmas time with Vince Vaughn and where they go, they're supposed oh. to be taking their island vacation. It gets canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Christmases with Reese Witherspoon and Vince yeah. Vaughn. That's right. All of their reasoning is exactly why it's awesome to be on a cruise at Thanksgiving yeah. because you don't have to go back and forth to family houses. Someone else is cooking dinner and cleaning up behind you. You can just lounge in your stateroom, sleep in late the next morning. It's just, it's, it's so magical. It's so magical. Yeah, we'll, we'll have our Thanksgiving meal at Aulani this year. So Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> well... Rachel, we really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to chat with us and share your your views with our listeners. You want to let folks know where you where they can follow you? We mentioned up at the front of the show that you have a, a fabulous Instagram account to follow. Yeah, so I just post a lot on Instagram. Anytime that I go to Disney, 
I pretty much do at least a few stories. I post a lot of my food, pretty much anything. And my Instagram is Rachel goes to Disney. So kind of simple. Amazing. And it's really, really fun. We love your Instagram, Rachel. We we love following you along with you. It makes us feel, you know, we're in the Seattle area, so we can't get down to Walt Disney World so often. So it's really nice to follow along and and see all the places you go. Yeah. Well, we're getting a hurricane in a couple of days. So don't don't feel too jealous. (laughs) Stay safe. Stay safe. But for now, just thank you, Rachel, for coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. Good night.